That's back in the day where you shoot everything up in Connecticut or Connecticut in uh, Canada. Canada. Those tax credits don't work the same anymore, E. No. Come on. No, it's different, baby. Well, LA, you know, we don't pay any taxes, you know. No. An egregious, egregious amount of them. It's always coming down to taxes with you, Eric Linquist. Taxes. We're live on the Top Market Strategy Show for the final Thursday night football game of the season. But we got you. We also are going to shift over to week 16 in the NFL, the Saturday slash Sunday slate. We have a bunch to look at over the next 25 or so. Myself, you already see Eric's in the house. Mike Awesome Yo's producing. Take advantage right away if you haven't of this promo code that we have for you. You jump on Awesomeo, you use it, Awesomeo. We're going to match your first deposit at Jock Market up to $50. So, my friend, and I know that uh, taxes are always a problem. They're always hanging over you out there on the West Coast in the Golden State. But you don't have any taxes on the fair IPO prices that we have. You don't have to pay Alex Baker anything here for these fair IPO prices. They're even free today across site. I have to pay the George Kittle tax. I think that that might be what I'm looking at doing here tonight because I want all of it. Um, but yeah, no, you're dead on. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. California, they just absolutely love it. And uh, it's, it's mind blowing to me. That's, that's weirdly the thing that I, I can't even say that I miss it the most about the Midwest because my entire working life has been in California. But when I hear, you know, how many guys are 34, 35 and have like their third or fourth house in the Midwest, um, it's a little tilting. I will put that out there. Yeah, the trade-off is that those houses are granted on huge pieces of land, but you don't see people for like two weeks. And so, they're on uh, they're on snow-covered lands right now as correct. well, would be the other part. Uh, not correct. enjoyable. So <laughs> you mentioned Kittle, though. We can't ignore that we have on site George Kittle. Osimo has him as the number one projected player, and there isn't even that much of a difference significant difference i'd add you know 70 cents to a dollar 40 between garoppolo Tannehill, respectively and george kittle kittle being at the top so it's not like we have this gigantic projection for george kittle tonight eric and the quarterbacks are you know four or five dollars cheaper to just make sense to roster garoppolo and Tannehill in that regard it looks like it's pretty jumbled at the top and then that would make sense that a guy a non-quarterback especially with these two guys could stand out. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, Kittle's on a different planet just because of the volume and, you know, it's only half point PPR, but you know, Debo Samuel, I'm never really ever going to get right, but you have to think of him just as a pure running back here at this point in time. I, I don't really know what else to say. Explosive playmaker here, but George Kittle on the top end. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo, Ryan Tannehill, looking at them together there. We talk about the even distribution here, but if you give me one player in this game, I'm taking George Kittle pretty much every single time. Something was not right with him at the beginning of the season. He came back here from injury, and it has just been, hey, uh, I never left. I never left. So, uh, you know, you talk about his projection not being as high. Still almost two uh, more than Jimmy Garoppolo, Ryan Tannehill. And, you know, if you end up, this is going to come down to what they end up in the fair value for that IPO phase. Like, if you get Garoppolo, Kittle, and Tannehill all together there in the same grouping, you take Kittle. But in the event that he ends up being much, much more expensive than that 1540, obviously the quarterbacks, they really cannot do you wrong. Pretty hard to see them not finishing in the top five here. 
Yeah, I agree. As far as the, those two guys and the game flow script with Garoppolo having multiple guys to throw to now, as you referenced, Kittle back being healthy, just mm-hmm. being looking right. And then on the flip side is no matter if guys are healthy or not around Tannehill, it sounds like, and this is just how I would look at it as well, that the Titans stand a better chance of being down. Therefore, he would be throwing more and just chances to get yardage, if not a score. There is one guy, though, that especially with how the Niners play on top of Eli Mitchell being out, and that's Jeff Wilson, and then Mm -hmm. trying to take advantage of circumstances here with Wilson. Yeah, I I love Jeff Wilson. I I think that uh, (laughs) last week that was kind of a big stand. I, I I like him as a football player. Really, again, on jock market, we're looking at getting guys relative to the way other people like them. It's playing the ownership game that we do. Uh, on on other DFS sites, but we're doing it just in a stock market exchange, like in, in that kind of a value where if people are lower on Eli Mitchell, I'm happy to go that direction. Or sorry, if they're lower on Jeff Wilson, Eli Mitchell being out, I'm happy to be going his direction, coming off of a really nice performance. You got to be thinking he's going to continue to be seeing the bulk of the carries in this backfield. 21 total there for 110 and a touch. That's really nice to see. Even adding two targets into the middle of it, that doesn't sound like much, but Anything extra there is nice because, you know, Hasty's the guy that you would expect to be coming in there for some of those situations. And he really wasn't out there on the field at all last week. So Jeff Wilson, pretty secure role. The biggest thing you're fading there is you're fading Kittle and then Debo Samuel carries in the end er, in the red zone in order to really get him to that ceiling. Yeah, I'll give Rasa some credit here on the betting show earlier. He posed this hypothetical when he's looking at Wilson which is they're at the 10, 9, 10 yard line. They throw mm-hmm. a fade route to Kittle or Debo in that regard. They get the flag. They go to the one yard line, the goal line. Who's t- w- touching the football? Like who's getting the ball? Who's most likely a sneak, uh, an end around Samuel out of the backfield? Probably Wilson, I would think, mm-hmm. more often than not. And, uh, you know, you always have to worry about the vulture hanging in the background, right? Use Jack. But outside Jalen Hurts vulturing Miles Sanders multiple times. What are you doing? That's the kind of stuff that I'm just like, oh, yeah. But you knew better. Like if you roster Miles Sanders, the only guy that I think is and he didn't even get chances. So it's moot at this point. But the only guy (laughs) for like two games that was immune to the Jalen Hurts vulture was Jordan Howard. Nobody can survive. All right. It's like a tidal wave that just takes over. Nobody can survive the Jalen Hurts vulture on that Eagles backfield. So I I know we'll get to them in a minute here. But yeah, if if you're rostering Sanders, great move. will probably go for over a buck again against that Giants defense. But I wouldn't be surprised at all if he continues this TD less streak because of Mr. Vulture out there. Now, Jusek, 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 sorry, Mm -hmm. is easy for you to say is not somebody that you're going to look at right away, but clearly he's definitely a deterrent in that scenario. But no, back to the point about Wilson. Now, what about Samuel, though? Right. I mean, when you look at Mm -hmm. the projection that we have for Samuel, it's right below George Kittle. But the value, knowing that Samuel, you mentioned relegated, looked at, however you want to define it more as a running back, still for him to be the second highest projected guy and for our fair IPO value to be what fifth on the board below Jeff Wilson seems a little off, meaning this seems like we should be playing some Debo. I, I don't know ever how to handle Debo. And I've talked about this. I feel like, I feel like if there's any diatribe I've been on the most over the course of the last couple of months, it's been, 
I don't know what to tell you with Debo Samuel. In PPR, he's a running back, and that mm-hmm. doesn't seem as appealing. And on a half-point PPR, you're like Jack Market, a little bit more appealing, but still his projection, yeah, it's the second projection there, but that's why his fair value is so low comparably because there is an absolute floor that is yet to be expressed. And even still, like 18.9, 12.9 there in, in PPR formats, uh, less so there uh, in, in regular, in, in the half-point PPR we're talking about, there's just he doesn't have the kind of upside that you're really wanting to be spending for unless he ends up the lowest value out of everybody. I mean, he's fifth on the board. He's behind Wilson. He's behind Kittle. He's behind both quarterbacks. So for me, it's really hard with the way that other people just love to jam Debo Samuel into lineups and then to get shares on jock market. It's really hard for me to imagine a scenario where I end up getting shares of Debo Samuel in this spot. Yeah, man, I think you you nailed it. He's a glorified right running back. I mean, yeah. uh, look at his target share. I mean, he has been at, at an unbelievable rate. And this is all props to all props to the play calling out of Shanahan here in this spot. You know, he's averaging 6.9 yards per carry because it's all these end around misdirection. You know that you got to be uh, covering Kittle at every single turn. And, you know, he, it just brings a whole new element when you have Debo in there. But we were seeing like 13, 11, 10, 12 targets early on in the season. That's dissipated to like five, two, four, one, five. You were looking at him getting rushing volume. You were looking at him being a problem to any other piece of value here in this game. And then he just doesn't simply see enough volume as a wide receiver to be viable unless he goes for one of those dynamic, and I mean dynamic, uh, like five for five, you know, he has like a 60 yarder that he breaks off and takes it to the house where him and Garoppolo can be correlated a little bit. But like, I just, I can't stand this dude. I can't do it. I'm probably not going to be investing in him uh, whatsoever on jock market. There is an opportunity for another receiver to get open and to have a chance here to thrive. If you like Garoppolo throwing, mm-hmm. if you like George Kittle dominating, which I think <laughs> a lot of people will subscribe to, right? So if you're looking at Debo as a running back, glorified or not as a running back, it's hard to ignore Brandon Ayuk just being there. And mm-hmm. again, I get it like on the depth chart on the target share. Normally you would say, well, he's significantly lower than Debo and Kittle. But really, if you remove Debo for the majority of that on that target share chart, now you only have Kittle and somebody else out there is going to get looks. Brandon Ayuk, I think, is projected more as Debo is going to dominate in the air and on the ground. So if you like Debo to be more of a running back, does that open anything up for Ayuk now? It's tough because, you know, they're three-point favorites here on the road. and Maybe that gives a little bit more hope. In these uh, positive game scripts, Brandon Ayuk is going to be useless. Like, it's just <laughs> going to be what it is. Brandon Ayuk, in a positive game script, is just useless. You can go through the box score and just see it. Two targets last week, they were just murdering Atlanta the whole way. Cincinnati... They were playing from behind. Brandon Ayuk had the game-winning touchdown catch in that game, uh, made an unbelievable play at the goal line to get it through there. They end up winning by three. They were down that entire spot, 18.6. You can kind of see it. He is such an obvious, and I mean obvious, play in the middle of jock market. You want to be doing that in the live phase. You want to be doing that in the buy-sell trade phase. Um, I want If he's undervalued, like, again, his pregame IPO, it doesn't look great, but if they get down a score, period, invest in Brandon Ayuk immediately. If they get down by multiple scores, invest even more so because Debo Samuel has proven that he's not going to be the guy that's going out there and and doing anything other than just running straight down the field and outrunning dudes. Brandon Ayuk, fast speedster, but generally a little bit better route runner. And and again, maybe that's sacrilegious because I know how much the boss man loves 
uh, Debo Samuel, but Brandon mm-hmm. Ayuk can be a dynamic playmaker if called upon. It's just that in in positive game scripts for San Francisco, his number get, never gets called. So anybody else you want to look at before we switch to the main slate? And look, we can do a couple of players on the mm-hmm. Titans, certainly outside of just Ryan Tannehill, you know, as far as Brown and Jones on their foreman, though, depending on game script, can easily be somebody to take advantage of, especially if maybe this thing is tight before a team pulls away and you know that at least the Titans are going to honor the run. I'm a little concerned, though, because they're missing their entire left side of the line with COVID. So you still have to factor in guys who are in and out, right? Mm -hmm. That being said, we don't anticipate the Titans finishing with three to 10 to 13 points tonight. So there should be some offense available and up for the, up for grabs. I have so much interest in AJ Brown. It's ridiculous. Um, I think that he's probably my favorite captain play for, for everything. If you want to talk showdown, he's my favorite play period on jock market. He's my favorite play pretty much everywhere because I'm assuming 100% health. Like I'm assuming no setbacks whatsoever here. They put him in bubble wrap. They found a way to win football games absent all of the all of their skill players. It was Derrick Henry. Obviously, he's going to continue to be out here. Maybe getting him back for the playoffs. Who knows here with that? Very unlikely. But I'm looking at this football team as Ryan Tannehill to A.J. Brown. Julio Jones has looked very inefficient here. Um, age catching up a little bit there. But A.J. Brown. It's one of those recency bias things where he has the Q tag next to him. People are uncertain. They're not sure how they feel about him. And, you know, our projections are obviously a little bit lower than you would like here. 11.29, $8.57. But when you're talking about a three-man running back committee, when you're talking about how they're going to officially move the ball and how they're going to make dynamic plays as three-point dogs at home, A.J. Brown is your path for all of it. So um, you want to be early to the party. You don't want to be late. And it's the same thing that I say all the time where – you know, if you're not willing to take the risk now, somebody else is, and you won't be able to have him next week at the same value if he comes out and plays, you know, nearly 100% of snaps. And that's what I'm assuming. So my projection is a little bit higher on it. Niners get up early. Niners get up just in the game with mm-hmm. enough time in which the Titans can just throw and get back into it. Outside of Brown, is there anybody else that you would jump on in game and maybe take advantage of some shares lower? Well, yeah, I mean, you're going to have Westbrook Aquino who can kind of still mix into that to that trio when they go three wide receiver sets. I mean, they've got Ferkser and Swaim that are, are two guys that they'll do a lot of 12 type formations. They'll set it up that way. They do try to emphasize the run, even absent of, of Derrick Henry. There's a reason that we've talked about three running backs being viable from that team random weeks. Deonta Foreman being more of the power back there. I really don't, though, think Jeremy McNichols might be the guy that gets slept on out of everybody else. And Nick Westbrook, Akina, both of them really, really cheap. They might be the guys to take flyers on from the get-go, mainly if they're going to get in any kind of a negative game, game script. Hilliard and McNichols are going to kind of mix in. And McNichols, uh, if he doesn't get dinged up there, pretty much gets a touchdown. He was in there for that goal line set last week. So uh, just kind of assuming that if he's good to go, maybe maybe they show caution, you know, coming off of a concussion, coming off of all that stuff. But um, for me, if he's going to be the guy in goal line, you want to kind of identify that. So see who's on the field the first time they end up in the red zone. That's another really small, small little edge you can find on jock market. Just see who's out there and then invest when the price is low. Yeah. Speaking of edge, take advantage of that promo code. Awesome. will match your first deposit up to $50. All right, my friend, great job nailing the Thursday night slate, the final Thursday night slate. So 
We'll have to be creative about covering more things in the final couple of weeks before we hit the giant, which we are now rest of the slate here. And yeah, look, you've got a really bad giants rush defense. They give up over 126 yards a game. It's 26th in the league. Jalen hurts is leading this rushing offense, but the caveat is the running back as dominant as he is. And you brought this up isn't getting squat when it comes to turning that over into points on crossing the end zone. The vulture is out there. This dude right now is on a mission and I'm surprised that he's below a couple of guys, including Herbert, including Stafford. And granted, I recognize that there are circumstances for both of those guys. Brady's always going to get some love here, but let me be biased for 30 seconds and say that Jalen hurts where he is ranked right now with our projections and his value seems like a steal. And I'll defer to you, Eric. I'm with you. Um, I, I think that really what it comes down to is you're talking about a quarterback who's going out and, and averaging. And I mean, just flat out averaging a massive amount of attempts per game. Like that's 130 attempts now in how many games has he played this season? 13. I mean, we're talking legitimately 10 per game. That's exactly how it works out. That's amazing when math works out like that. But I absolutely think uh, the same as you, where if you're talking about relative to the rest of the quarterback positions, is he frustrating? Because in DFS, it's so hard to figure out who to pair him with. Yes. You don't have that problem on jock jock market. I, I sometimes like to get my tandems. I like to get pairings together of guys, but for the most part, Jalen hurts. You just, get shares of him and you just watch him go nuts because it seems like getting to the goal line, they have so many different packages that are just designed to get him across with one yard. And if it's not going to be Miles Sanders, if we're going to continue to see this here, maybe this week it is Miles Sanders at the goal line. Who knows? But for the most part, I mean, two rushing touchdowns added another one through the air, yep. nearly 30, 30 fantasy points over here. I mean, I'm looking at him as this in the same light that you are where, I don't know why he's lower valued than Mahomes and why he's lower valued than Herbert, who I'm obsessed with against Houston. Don't get me wrong, but you know, for, for what the board looks like here with our projections, Jalen hurts definitely at $8 and nine cents would be a steal. Yeah. And look, I, I always get concerned about guys who are, and look, it's the majority of NFL quarterbacks. I get it when you're throwing and that's the, where all of your productivity is coming. Not that Herbert's statue by any means, where other guys can get up like they are. They could run on Houston. They could just get up. Houston could just vomit all over itself and hand the Chargers 10 to 14 points off of turnovers. So all of a sudden you're up by 21, 27 points. The difference with the Eagles is that there's really no way in hell that they're up on any team without Jalen Hurts being the Mm -hmm. sole reason to it. Now, that doesn't mean he's alone in that scenario. Maybe you're looking at Josh Allen. Maybe you're looking at somebody else who can do that? Or is there another quarterback completely opposite from these guys where there's some value to look at? You're ready to get just like really, really weird. Because like for me, the, the main thing that's going to refrain you me. Always. Oh, okay. Well, look at us go. Uh, happy, happy. Uh, Merry Christmas to you, Aton. Uh, let's party. Um, I'm looking at Justin <laughs> Herbert as a tough guy to get to on jock market specifically because Houston losing Brandon Cooks is just, I, I have no idea how Houston's going to do anything in this football game. Like legitimately, zero clue how they move the football with Davis Mills at quarterback and Nico Collins as the wide receiver one. Like I, I just don't see it. Rex Burkhead leading the backfield. David Johnson dinged up. Uh, Chargers should obliterate them. Still, I think that there's viability to him getting it 
through the air in some spots, but like, do I want to be paying top dollar for him compared to other quarterbacks? Absolutely not. Where I start to find a lot of interest is kind of in this next tier of guys, specifically people who can add a little bit of volume in any kind of way, shape or form with their legs. And that's where, you know, obviously I, I don't think Washington's on the main slates, but like a guy like Taylor Heineke, if you get him in like the, the showdown formats and stuff, like that's going to be somebody to be looking at. And I know it's gross. I know it's absolutely horrible. Sam Darnold got activated and, and he's going to be somebody yeah. that might be mixing in here, but Cam Newton, there's really no denying that he can be so effective with rushing attempts, 10 and 15, the last two weeks. That is Look such a, that. like a built-in floor. So long as he's seeing the field, watch some of that coach speak, but guys like that become really, really undervalued. And I don't need them to finish with 25 in the number one spot or the number two. I just need him to finish on the higher, like, you know, 20 point at like somewhere in that range. And looking at his box scores, when you get such a built-in rushing floor like that, it is hard for him to fail at that number. Like the Miami game was a complete outlier. So many problems with that uh, going in that spot and, you know, getting mixed into this offense here. But if Cam Newton's going to see the field, I see no way around it. Like I want to be invested on jock market. I probably am not looking to go nuts in DFS uh, simply because, you know, I think that I'm looking for those top tier, like who can get me 35, but on jock mark, he's just a smash if he's going to be sub $6. So two guys to look at outside of the quarterback position for me that I want to bounce off you and then also wherever you want to take it as well, my friend. And again, it doesn't matter who you are popping in here in the chat. You could be brand new. You could be Jordan Klein hanging out. It doesn't matter. The promo code is there for you. Awesome. will match your first deposit up to $50. And look, if Jordan hasn't used that by now, then shame on him. So exactly. I think he's taken care of. I think he's. Taken yeah, exactly. So there's two guys, <laughs> different circumstances, but ones that I think we should look at jumping on and why clearly Mike Evans, and he's going to be looked at as one of the higher guys, I think for DFS, because of what's gone on with Godwin, you do have other guys on that team, including Gronk, who's bumped up now mm -hmm. his projection significantly. But look, Evans has that domination game that we know inside him where it doesn't have to be each and every week, but he can put up cup numbers. It's just a matter of how consistent he can be. And then the other guy is part of a team that clearly looks like they just have a, a brand new lease on life and, and rightfully so because they were under such a ridiculous regime. But it's also the matchup going up against the Jets and James Robinson now mm -hmm. in the backfield because the Jets defense, they give up over 30 points a game and it's not all in the air, Eric. So those are the two guys that I was kind of looking at non-quarterback. Uh, James Robinson, I really like that call. The Jets, uh, Carlos Hyde uh, might get activated. I really don't care. Um, I doubt that yeah. he ends up getting any kind of the work. Agumba Wale has been mixing in for that team as well. But I think there's such a security against the Jets that more than likely you're not going down by multiple scores. I mean, Miami did this week, so maybe I, I don't know. But 18 rush attempts, I think that that's kind of what you're looking at from James Robinson. He's been limited here in practice this week, but I'm not concerned. I think he's a full go. You play them in every format. You get some shares on on uh, jock market if the price is right. And again, there are so many plays here. Check out the fair value. Use this constantly in order to be able to assess where where other people are ranking them because you really do just want to find the best values on the board. The other situation you talked about was Tampa Bay, and I will yep. put you on high alert here because there are a number of spots. Kansas City is really the like extremely interesting. Because of COVID. And the other one, obviously, here, you got a, a number of different ways that Tampa Bay could look here on Sunday. I mean, 
pay attention to news. Mike Evans, I'm assuming in the same way that you are, that he's good to go. But in the event that he's not, Antonio Brown, Rashad Perriman, Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller. I have no idea what those snaps could look like, but I really do think you're looking at Antonio Brown automatically just because of the rapport he's had with Tom Brady now for the last year and a half. And even going back to that one game in New England, it was automatic. Like they, they seem to be in sync with each other in a, in a pretty significant way. And, and most people are going to look pretty good with Tom Brady at quarterback, but Antonio <laughs> Brown vaults way, way, way up the board for me in the event that everything's good to go here. Uh, you can say what you want about his ridiculousness of, of faking a vax car, which is just like one of the dumbest things a human being could possibly do. But like <laughs> legitimately, I see no way around it. Like he is such a smash for jock market, for DFS, for everything else. Again, uncertainty, embrace it, embrace uncertainty. And I think you're going to be better off in the long run. Absolutely. You know what? That's pretty wise, pretty sage advice right there, my friend. Not that well, we shouldn't you. expect that from you each and every time that you're on here. I'm just Because by the time it comes in, it's efficient. Like if we uh, see Antonio Brown play 90% of snaps the next week, you've missed the opportunity to capitalize. You want to be correct. able to embrace some of these spots where logical thinking, you know, a lot of people, they see a Q mark, they're triggered by it. They see somebody hasn't played for three weeks and they can't just see what happened last week. It's recency bias. So take advantage of both. Awesome. Look, we appreciate everybody hanging with us. Thanks to Jock Market. You know what to do. Use that promo code Awesome. We'll match your first deposit up to $50. Linkwish just walked you through everything you need to know for Thursday night and the rest of the weekend. So you can actually win some money when you sign up and use that deposit match and make it actually last. All right, Mike Awesome, appreciate you producing. Thanks to everybody else out there. Hit the thumbs up button if you haven't. Subscribe for Eric, for Mike. Merry Christmas. Enjoy. Merry Christmas, everyone. It's creepy. I didn't mean that. Was that your time?